welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Grace for Dominion. Uh, this is the second part. Our anchor scripture is Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6, Grace for Dominion. And the Bible reads, What is man that you are mindful of him? And what is the son of man that you visit him? For you made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. We said last week that man is the zenith of God's creation. A man was made in God's image after his likeness. Man is a spirit, just like God is a spirit. Man can visualize. Man can project into the future. Man was made in God's image. Man can communicate with God. He can fellowship with God. God made man. He visited man so that that fellowship that was broken, when Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden, he came to restore that fellowship back to man. Those of us who are born again, we have been regenerated. Our spirit man has been made alive. We have been made alive in Christ Jesus to be able to worship God acceptably with fear and with godly reverence. So man is a special species. The Bible says the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. So man is given the earth to dominate, not to be dominated by forces, but God gave man the ability to dominate forces. And of course, those of us who are born again, we are actually revived spiritually. We have the spirit of God within us, and that makes us people who actually dominate. It's my prayer in your life you will dominate. You will not be dominated in Jesus' mighty name. And we said last week that dominion means control. And God said that he's giving us power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over the powers of the enemy. So we have been given power to tread upon serpents, to tread upon satanic forces, to tread upon negative things, and to dominate our world. Is my prayer you will dominate your world. You will not be dominated in Jesus' mighty name. So there's a dominion mandate. There's a will of God that we should go forth and rule. So today we just want to just go through a few points and then we go on from there. If you want to start ruling, dominating, overcoming, if you want to be more than a conqueror, if you want to dominate fear, you want to dominate everything the enemy will bring your way, you have to make up your mind. Dominion starts with making up your mind. In other words, there's a decision to be made. Just like when you came to Christ, it was a decision. So dominion has to do with decision because decision determines destiny. When you make up your mind and want to dominate. The Bible tells us about the prodigal son. You know the story very well, Luke chapter 15. It was a parable. Jesus told that this boy went to his father, collected his inheritance, and went to a far place. And when he got to the far place, the Bible says he wasted inheritance, a riotous living. Not too long afterwards, he began to be in need. And the Bible says he got so bad, he started working in a pig pen. That he got so bad, he was so hungry, he was so much in need, that he began to desire the food that the pigs were feeding on. And it was that bad. And that was when it occurred to him, even in my father's house, I had servants, they have enough to spare. You know, that was they eat, they have so much, and they even spare. And here I was, a bonafide son of the father, desiring pig's food. So he made up his mind there and then to go back home. Luke chapter 15 and verse 18. He says, I will arise 
I will go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. And in verse 20, the Bible says, he actually arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck. So he started out with a decision that I will go back home. And then after making up his mind, he now arose. How do I know that you have made that decision where you arise? Until you arise, you haven't made the decision. You know, many times we are in between decisions. Many times our convictions are not firm enough to make decisions. But until you arise, you are still indecisive. So how do I know that you are ready for action when you actually arise? That boy arose from poverty. He arose from hunger. He arose from need. He arose from sin. He arose from sickness. He arose from captivity. He arose from everything the enemy has thrown on him. And he started out when he made up his mind. Because decision determines destiny. So that boy made up his mind. And somebody is listening to me. You have been dilly darling. You have been between opinions. But believe me, if you want to dominate, you have to make up your mind. You have to decide for what God has been asking you to do. You have to be firm in your convictions. You have to do the needful. You have to do the expedient and not just the convenience. Maybe God has been talking to you. Do the expedient. I want you to do this. God spoke to Abraham. Arise. Come out of your father's house from your children. And Abraham actually arose. And he went to a place that God will show him. So until you arise, you may not actually be dominating. Is my prayer you will arise. Arising is a proof of decision. When you arise, you are telling God, I'm ready for action. Those four lepers by the gate of Samaria, they arose. And as they arose, God went ahead of them. Believe me, the next move is your move. You have been telling God, God move. God, God said, no, 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 the next move is your move. Until you arise, I will not move. So when the four lepers arose, God also arose. God turned out upon the enemy. By the time the four lepers got to the enemy camp, the enemy were nowhere to be found. And they left all the jewelry, they left everything in the war front. So when you arise, God arises. The Bible says, arise and shine. Say, for your light has come. Say, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Say, but God's glory will arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. So God says, arise. When you arise, that's the only way you can shine. If that boy never arose, he would never have been able to embrace the hug of his father. If that boy never arose, he would never have been able to experience the party that was done on his behalf. So it's very critical you arise. Anybody can talk. But when you begin to act, you are telling God, I've made up my mind, I'm going to arise, and I'm going to shine. It's my prayer you will arise, and you will shine. Even though darkness is in the world, but God's glory shall be seen upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. So, decision determines destiny. It's very critical to arise. It's my prayer that will to arise comes upon you now in the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing, if you want to dominate, and if you want the grace to dominate, is that you have to have a mindset of dominion. I spoke about decision of dominion. Now, you have to have a mindset of dominion. Is very critical. You see, the way the lion thinks in the jungle is different from the way other animals think. I'm sure you know the lion is not the strongest animal. It's not the fastest. It's not the heaviest. It's not the fiercest. But in his mind, he believes I'm the king of the jungle. So when he sees the buffalo coming, which is a much heavier animal, he doesn't run away from the buffalo. 
When he sees the hippopotamus with the big fat nose coming, he doesn't run away from the hippopotamus. Many times they even turn back. If he's one-on-one, -on -one, they eventually turn back. Because he's been wired to believe and to think that I'm the king of the jungle. His default mode is I'm the king of the jungle. When he roars, other lesser animals take cover. And he roars because he believes I'm the king of the jungle. It's my prayer you will roar. And as you roar other lesser demons, other lesser animals, they will take cover at your roar in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says categorically, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As the mind goes, so also the man follows. The mind directs the man. The mind directs the woman. As the mind goes, so also the man follows. There is need for a mindset of dominion. King David had a mindset of dominion. He never lost any battle. When he got to the valley of Hila, he saw Goliath. Because of that mindset of dominion, his default mode was dominion. I'm sure he must have caught a revelation. That look, the greater is he that is in him than he that is in the world. Even though Apostle John brought us that scripture, but David lived it in the Old Testament. He must have known that he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he dominates. He must have known 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 to 5. He must have known that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And we that overcomes the world is our faith. He must have known those scriptures by revelation. Because he dominated. And he was a small boy, but within him was a lion. He didn't look like a warrior, but the warrior resided in him. Amen? It's not always about what you look at, it's what you carry. It's my prayer you will carry greatness. And that greatness you carry within you will deliver it in the mighty name of Jesus. So the mindset of dominion is very critical. And this mindset comes by revelation. It depends on what you are focusing on, brother. It depends on what you are focusing on, sister. If you focus on the news of this world, you'll be full of fear. That's just the truth. So David had that mindset of dominion. And it's very critical you carry that mindset as well. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, that those who live according to the flesh, they set their mind on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. So when you see a spiritual Christian, it's because he's spiritually minded. When you see a carnal Christian, it's because he's carnally minded. The predominant thoughts in the mind of the carnal Christian is carnality. So as we begin to change form, as we begin to shift, as we begin to think appropriately, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, God told us how to think. So whatever thing is just, whatever thing is right, whatever thing is comely, whatever thing is good, whatever thing is good, he said think on these things. So where are you setting your mind? Because as the mind goes, so also the man. The mind of man determines where the man will go. You know, we live life from the inside out. And of course, it's very critical that we have to realize. Because somehow, you will see that God can change people. Amen? David, a shepherd boy, became a king. Paul the apostle, the persecutor of the church, became Paul the apostle. Gideon, the weakling who was running away from the Midianites, from the Amalekites, who was threshing wheat in the wine press. You don't thresh wheat in the wine press. You thresh wheat in an open place so that after threshing the wheat, that the wind can come and blow away the shaft. But this guy was so much afraid of the Midianites. He was threshing wheat in the wine press. He was hiding from them. But this same guy who was hiding from the Midianites, as one man, he actually routed them. So Gideon the weakling, the man that was fearful, became a man of valor.
Peter the unstable man, Simon the reed, indecisive creature, he became Peter the rock. So you can see transition going on there. And somebody said that the journey from rocks to riches is an inward journey. We cannot overemphasize this. You don't have a choice. You have to renew your mind. I don't have a choice. I have to renew my mind. And the mind is renewed by the word of God. There is no other way to do it. If I want a particular result, I must begin to think alongside those results. That's how this thing works. It's my prayer that somehow God will touch you. He will help you to change your thinking in the mighty name of Jesus. And another way we can have the mindset of dominion is by imitating Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5 and verse 40 to 42, and they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, they took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Verse 42. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talita Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. In Acts chapter 9, verse 40, Acts chapter 9, verse 40 to 41, but Peter put them all out. He knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Two accounts. The Bible talks about the daughter of Jairus. Jesus went to the house of Jairus. The girl was dead. And when Jesus got there, people were mourning. And, and the Bible said Jesus put them all outside. But he took the father and the mother of the child, and they went into where the girl was laying dead. And Jesus took her by the hand and said to her, Talita, kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And the girl arose. After Jesus died, he went to heaven. Peter was now the main guy in church. So Peter was somewhere, and they sent for him because Tabitha, also known as Dorcas, died. And because they knew Peter was around, they fetched for Peter. And when Peter got to where Tabitha was, Peter did just what Jesus Christ did. He went to where Dorcas was lying down, dead, and he said to her, just like Jesus Christ said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and she saw Peter, she sat up. In other words, what Jesus Christ did was what Peter did. He just followed. He just copied. He just imitated him. In the kingdom of God, there is no copyright. If you can believe, you will see the glory of God. And believe me, people are still doing just this, even now. Because the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If you can believe it, you will see it in action. What God has done before, he will do again. What God has done for A, he will do for B. Paul the apostle says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Jesus Christ said, as I see my father do, so also I do. So when you begin to walk with God, it begins to show you glimpses. It begins to touch your mind. It begins to give you nudges by the Spirit of God. So there's too much to gain by walking with God. There's too much to gain by actually studying the Bible. Because revelation knowledge will flow. Your mind will be invaded by the promises of God. Your mind will be affected. Amen? People transform. They transition because they catch revelation of the word of God. So I want to appeal to you again. Grow in grace. And grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, believe me, God is a miracle worker. But God would rather have you grow and become the miracle worker. Because it's not all just about you alone. Your destiny is not just about you alone. Your destiny, oh yes, transcends you and goes to other people. God's plan for your life is too big just for you alone. 
God has greater plans, lofty plans for you. But you have to catch a revelation. You have to become studious in the word of God. You want to dominate, then you have to, you have to get into the world. The Bible says those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. And somebody said those who do not know their God shall be weak and they shall be exploited. It's my prayer you will not be exploited. It's my prayer you will live your life in such a manner that God will be glorified. It's my prayer you will dominate forces. When Satan sees you afar, he will run. He will not come near your dwelling in the mighty name of Jesus. So the mindset of dominion is very, very critical. Jacob transitioned from being a con man to becoming a prince of God. Think about that. Abraham transitioned from being childless to become a father of nations. Against all hope, Bible says Abraham believed again. Abraham that doubted at some point in time because what he transitioned. I'm just trying to let you know transitioning is possible. The journey from being dominated to becoming the one dominating is an inward journey. People transition, amen, but they have to cooperate with God because it's not a magician. Of course, if you want to operate the grace for dominion, I've spoken about decision, I've spoken about the mindset, also there's a spirit of dominion. In Luke chapter 1 verse 80, Luke chapter 1 verse 80, the Bible says, so the church grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Talking about John the Baptist. I'm sure you know that man is a tripartite being. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, he lives in a body, created after the image of God. In the NLT version, Proverbs 18:14 says, the human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear a crushed spirit? In other words, even the unregenerate man, he has some powers. The Bible says Jesus Christ laid down his life by himself. In other words, Jesus made up his mind to die. So, there is something about the spirit of man that is indomitable. And the spirit of man can fight sickness. It can fight affliction. It can fight death. But when you now have the Holy Spirit of God now living in the man, that is a double barrier. John the Baptist was strong in spirit. And the Bible tells us that regular fellowship with the Holy Spirit makes us become strong in spirit. And when you are strong in spirit, you can fight. You can ward off. Let's say animals don't go near a lion. Even when you are asleep, your spirit is also still alive. A spiritual man, anytime tea, is a danger to the enemy. And Satan knows this. The spirit of man will sustain him in his infirmity. In other words, if the man is sick, it can, with the help of the spirit, if the spirit is strong, ward off sicknesses. When your spirit is crushed, when you are discouraged, when you have lost him, believe me sincerely, you know, you are giving up the fight. But it's my prayer you fight the good fight of faith. You will lay hold on eternal life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will be strong. You will learn to encourage yourself on a daily basis. Because for you to dominate, you have to have a spirit of dominion resident within you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, I'll read Acts chapter 4 verse 8, Acts chapter 4 verse 13, and Acts chapter 4 verse 31. Acts chapter 4 verse 8. The Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Interesting account. They were going to pray and of course 
they saw this guy who had been lame. He never walked. He was over 40 years old. And he was asking for hands from them. And Peter said, you know, silver and gold we do not have, but such as we have given to you, the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. So he pulled him up. The guy walked. And it was a notable miracle. And of course, because the guy walked, people saw miracle. They gathered around Peter and John. And Peter preached at them. And many people believed. And the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were very worried. That look, we have killed this Jesus, yet his spirit is still all over the place, disturbing us. So they grabbed Peter, and they grabbed John, and they brought them before the council. And mind you, this was the same council that Peter was running away from just before Jesus died. So in other words, Peter was afraid of this same council. He denied Jesus. But after Pentecost, when the Spirit of God came upon him, he confronted them. And the Bible says that the council, the religious council, they saw boldness in Peter. In other words, the Peter before Pentecost was not the Peter after Pentecost. Something had happened. The Holy Ghost had come upon him. The power of God to be a witness had come upon him. Is my prayer the giant in you will arise. The Holy Spirit will quicken something in your spirit, man. And it will do a supernatural work within you. And the giant in you will awaken in the mighty name of Jesus. But the Bible says you and I, we have that spirit resident within us. It's just for you and I to steal that spirit regularly. It says you build up yourself upon your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. And verse 31 said, after they threatened them, they let them go. They couldn't keep them because they were afraid. Because a notable miracle occurred in Jerusalem. So the rulers were afraid. They let them go. And the Bible says they went again and they prayed. And the place that they prayed, the Bible says that place shook. Because iron sharpens iron. Is my prayer through you, somebody will catch fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, is my prayer your fire will be so much that it will activate other fires. In the mighty name of Jesus, because they joined together in prayers. Iron sharpens iron. Somehow the fire was too much. The vibration was too much. There was a spiritual earthquake. And the Bible says the ground they were standing on shook. So there's a spirit of dominion. And when the challenge arises, that spirit comes out. If you have invested in the spirit, if you have sown in the spirit, if you keep on sowing in the flesh, there will be nothing to draw in the spirit when the challenge comes. But if you regularly sow in the spirit, if you join our devotional in the morning, you pray regularly, you fast, you study the Bible, you are sowing in the spirit. So when the challenge comes, the hand of God will come upon you to overcome that challenge. Is my prayer you make tangible investment in the spirit. And as you make that investment, when challenge comes, you will overcome that challenge in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.